You're listening to Nonprofit Confidential, episode number six. Hey there, welcome to Nonprofit Confidential. I'm your host, Sheila Nimishikavi, the president of Third Suite. And on this podcast, I offer insider tips and share compelling stories to help you build an exceptional nonprofit organization. Our last episode featured Yawande Austin. She's the executive director of the Change Rocks Foundation and provided some great actionable tips for organizations regarding diversity and inclusion and holistic problem solving. This is a great episode to listen to if you're wondering how to take your diversity and inclusion policy from just being another paragraph in the employee handbook to really building an organizational culture that values diversity. She's also just an incredibly inspiring woman, so please check out episode five if you haven't yet. If you've been listening to our first few episodes, you know I've typically featured interviews with nonprofit leaders. We're still absolutely going to do that, but I'm going to pivot a little bit and incorporate some mini trainings into this podcast as well. So today's episode will focus on donor engagement. When I first started out in fundraising, I kept hearing that I was supposed to be building relationships with donors, but honestly, I had no idea what that meant. And I always felt like I couldn't ask anyone to explain to me what building a donor relationship looked like. It seemed like a really stupid question. And I know what donors are. I know what a relationship is. But most other relationships in my life have grown very organically. So this seemed kind of forced. Also, I was on the younger side, early 20s, and most of the donors I was meeting with were a lot older than I was. So... I wasn't exactly sure what to talk about. I probably had more in common with their kids than the donor, and I wasn't sure how to engage these donors in a way that would make them take me seriously. What ended up happening is that I found I resorted to waiting until I had something to ask the donor for before I got in touch. So I'd wait until our next fundraising event so that I could invite them to come or be on a committee. It wasn't perfect, but I felt like I needed a reason to get in touch with donors and I couldn't just call without having an end goal. Do you know what I mean? I know others feel this way because now when I meet with nonprofits and we start talking about donor engagement, I see a lot of nods like, yes, 100%, we need to do this. But at the same time, these nods come with a blank stare as if to say, yes, we need to do this, but I have no idea what this means. If that's you, please don't feel bad. I have definitely been there. Now, at the time of this recording, it is late January, and I know a bunch of you guys are just winding down from the end of your giving season. At this point, you've hopefully thanked all of your donors with an acknowledgement letter, ideally a phone call for those larger gifts. After all these steps, though, you might be wondering what's next. In fact, the next time you might have planned to communicate with your donors is your next ask, whether that's another appeal or perhaps a fundraising event. Like I said, I've definitely done that before. We know we shouldn't only communicate with our donors when we're asking for something, 
We know this can strain the nonprofit donor relationship and make it feel really transactional. No donor wants to feel like an ATM. You don't want your annual appeal to start feeling like an annual invoice. At the same time, you might be unclear on what exactly you're supposed to be doing between asks. And I say supposed to be doing in quotes because there really is no one-size-fits-all solution for every donor, every fundraiser, or every nonprofit. What I found works for me is having a very systematic approach that allows me to plan out my immediate next steps. I've put this all together in what I call a donor roadmap, which essentially maps out the steps from one ask to the next. And I track all of the donors that I'm engaging with along this map. So let's dive into it so you understand what I mean. And if you're driving or multitasking right now, that's totally fine. I definitely do that when I'm listening to podcasts. So I'll make it easy for you. I've posted a PDF of this donor roadmap along with the notes from this episode on our website. So head on over to thirdsuite.com forward slash six to download the free roadmap. Again, that's thirdsuite.com forward slash six. All right, so the starting point of our donor roadmap is when your donor has made a gift. Step one on our map is about seven days after you've received the gift. So you're going to make a thank you phone call. I want to point out that I said seven days after receiving the gift, which is not necessarily the same as when your organization has processed the gift or deposited the check. For online gifts, the receive date and process date are likely the same, or maybe you can get an alert whenever an online gift is made. But for checks, you might get them in the mail on a Monday, but your bookkeeper might not actually process it, or it may not make it into your donor database until the end of the week. My suggestion for you is to look at a daily log if you guys keep one, and use that as the starting point for your roadmap. I suggest this because for many organizations, especially if there are not a ton of checks coming in the mail every day, you may only make deposits once or twice a month. So if you wait until after the check is deposited, it could be between a couple of weeks to potentially over a month from the time your donor wrote their check, mailed it in, your organization received it, and then deposited it, and then you have seven days to make the phone call. So just to make sure the thank you call is made as close as possible to the time the donor wrote the check, I suggest seven days from when your organization receives the gift. Okay, I think you get it. So within seven days, you'll call your donor and say something like, hey, my name is so-and-so from XYZ organization. We received your recent gift and I'm calling simply to say thank you. It's very simple. And when you get them on the phone, this is now a great time to learn more about your donor. So you can ask questions like, how did they first get involved with your nonprofit? What are their interests? Importantly, you're going to ask if they would be interested in learning more about the work their gift supports by meeting for coffee or lunch. Or if you're already familiar with them, you can just ask how they're doing and if they'd like to catch up over coffee. So you may be wondering what to do if you don't have your donor's phone number or they don't pick up the phone. And honestly, eight times out of 10, your donor is not going to pick up the phone and you'll just leave a nice voicemail. Until this process becomes practically routine for your frequent donors, they actually won't know to pick up your phone call, right? Everyone screens their phones these days. 
Or if you don't have your donor's phone number, maybe you just left a voicemail, but maybe you have an email address, then you'll simply write an email essentially saying the same thing you would have said on the phone call. So again, you're writing simply to thank them for their recent gift. You're so grateful for their support. Would they like to learn more about your organization by meeting over coffee? And the meeting is squishy. It does not have to be anything formal. In fact, in some cases, I would actually advise against it since it puts a lot of pressure on your donor. They might think you're coming in for the big ask and maybe they're just not there yet. But coffee or lunch, or if it's appropriate for your organization, maybe you have a facility and you can offer them a tour, you can do that too. Okay, moving on to step two. Write a thank you card within a month of their gift. This is especially important if you don't have a phone number or email address for your donor. So you'll write a nice little handwritten note on a blank thank you card and enclose your business card. In this note, if you haven't yet, invite them to meet. If you've already gone through step one and have invited them out, then use the information from your chat to guide the handwritten note. Let me explain what I mean by this. Let's say on January 1st, you received a gift of $500. Within seven days, so let's say January 5th, you left a voicemail for your donor to say thank you and then sent an email also saying thanks and asking your donor to meet for coffee. And then crickets, your donor doesn't call you back or reply to your email. On the handwritten note, you would simply reiterate how grateful you are for their support and say if they'd like to learn more about your organization and the programs their generous giving supports, they can get in touch with you via the enclosed business card. Now the ball is in their court. You've tried every form of communication and maybe they just really don't want to have that much contact with the organization. That's totally fine. It's completely normal. On the other hand, if you've chatted with your donor and have already set up a tour, for instance, on your handwritten note, you would just reiterate how grateful you are and enclose your business card. There's no need to invite them out again. Cool? Okay, step three. You're going to meet with your donor within a couple of months. So this is where you actually sit down and have a chat with your donor. Or again, maybe you're taking them on a tour of your facility if that's appropriate. Now, this is your opportunity to really listen to your donor. Yes, you want to talk about all of the amazing things your organization is doing, but it's really a wonderful opportunity to learn about your donor ask some open-ended questions and get them talking. This is when you're going to learn about what's important to your donor. For instance, maybe they have a kid in high school and they want their kid to start volunteering. So now you know if and when your organization has an opportunity for a student volunteer, you can reach out to this donor and see if their kid would be interested. And now they're even more involved with your organization. Or maybe your organization has several programs and as you're talking about all of them, you notice that your donor is particularly enthusiastic about one of them. So maybe you serve both youth and adults, but your donor asks more questions and is more curious about the adults program. It's something to take note of and maybe even jot that down in your donor database when you get back to the office. That way, when that particular program hits a milestone, you can shoot your donor a quick message to highlight the achievement. 
And now you have a basis for more consistent, meaningful communication. Okay, so after you've met for coffee or tour or lunch, whatever you've decided on, we get to step four, which is just to shoot your donor a quick thank you message for meeting with you. And that is really just a quick email. There's no need to call or write an elaborate note. Just a quick thank you. And now we're down to step five, the final step, which is to send out your next ask. So once your donor has been properly thanked, you've made the effort to build a relationship with them without ever asking for a gift. Now you can go ahead and ask for another gift. That's it. (laughs) Okay, I say that's it. I meant that as in it's only five steps, but I know it's really hard work. The benefit of this type of system though is that there's very little thinking involved. You don't have to start thinking about how to maintain a relationship with your donor every time you get a gift. With this roadmap, you have a system to implement right away and it's a rinse and repeat. So after step five, once you've asked for another gift, you can start the process all over again. Just to recap, it's step one, make a phone call seven days after receiving a gift. Send an email if you can't reach them. And the goal is to set up a meeting for coffee, lunch, or a tour. Step two, write a handwritten thank you note. Step three, meet with your donor and learn more about them. Step four, send a quick thank you message for the meeting. And step five, send out your next ask. I want to give you some guidelines for using this roadmap because I know there are some listeners out there who are thinking, Sheila, you are crazy. How am I going to do all of these steps for every donor? And the key is you don't. I really want you to set a minimum giving level that qualifies for the roadmap. I know you want to roll out the red carpet for every one of your donors because every single gift is so important. But there's only so much you can do in a day, and it's okay. I really believe that anyone who says you need to call or write a handwritten note for every gift down to a dollar has never actually been in the trenches doing the work. The minimum giving level is going to depend on your specific organization and what you can handle. Maybe the development department is really just one person, so all you can handle is 50 gifts. That's totally fine. Find out what the top 50 gifts were last year and base your minimum giving level to qualify for the donor roadmap off of that. On the other hand, maybe you have a whole team of major gift officers, development assistants, and interns, and you can take every donor through the roadmap, and that's awesome. Go for it. I also want to point out that the time frame can be adjusted to meet your needs. What I mean by this is that the roadmap is designed to set you up for your next ask within six months or so. But if you only send out one ask per year, let's say you only send out an annual appeal, you can spread the roadmap out and engage your donors throughout the year that way. Or shorten it and focus on a smaller group of donors that you'll engage in this way over, say, two to three months. And lastly, there will always be an exception to the rule. You'll have donors who never want to be contacted by phone, or they only want to be contacted by email, or they only want to receive the annual appeal once a year, and that's the only contact they want. There's no need to force every donor onto this map. 
It's merely a starting point for you as a fundraiser to begin conversations, and from there, you can make it your own. Okay, I really hope this system works as well for you as it has for me. Again, a free download of the roadmap can be found at thirdsuite.com forward slash six. So download it and please let me know what you think. I'd really love to hear your feedback and know how you've tweaked the roadmap to work for you. All right, that's a wrap. Thank you so much for listening. I'll see you next week. Before you go, would you like to receive free tips, resources, exclusive opportunities, and an invitation to our private Facebook group? If so, sign up for our email list. You'll receive a weekly email with a reminder about upcoming podcast episodes, tons of freebies, and exclusive opportunities. To sign up, head on over to thirdsuite.com. Thank you.